Hey guys, I am Steel Saunders and I do love Green Guide letters and it's been a while since we've talked, but uh, today I'm actually in the middle of preparing a lost episode, actually, and uh, yeah, today uh, I, I saw on uh, social media that... Um, Brody Stevens had uh, passed away, sadly had had taken his own life. And I, um, as, as long-time listeners would know, that episode 50, um, well, not only was it episode 50, but it was also the only two-person episode of I Love Green Guide Letters as I did it with Brody Stevens in my hotel room when I was just visiting LA. Funnily enough, I am now living about 200 meters from where we recorded that episode. Um, yeah, so I thought I'd just uh, dig up that old episode and, and put it on the feed so you guys can remember um, just what a... Like, I don't, I actually, thinking about it, this episode probably didn't give you an insight to how good this dude was as a comedian. He was like, like for me, having him on was my top 10 comedians of all time. He wasn't like well known, but because I'd, I'd, I'd gone back and forth to America and, and seen people, like he was the dude that like at the comedy store they'd put on last and he'd just go for as long as he wanted and just crush or not crush doing like totally original stuff but either way it was so entertaining and I remember just like couldn't wait for the last person on because he was just gonna riff his way to gold and his show that we talk about on the um, podcast enjoy it is just again another just like super original tv series about his stand-up and about his life and um, about his ups and downs. So um, I actually just had a look on Amazon and you can get it. And I went to the most recent review because I was wondering if people had started buying it because he passed away today. You know, people want to, much like this episode, people want to, you know, relive the good times and stuff. And anyway, so I was seeing if there's someone who started reading, you know, had written a review today. And the review from uh, The Gentleman says, five stars, funniest person ever. And that was written on July 5th, 2018. So what I'm trying to get at is like, there's, there's, a, there's a few funniest people ever. And Brody Stevens for me is, is definitely one of those people. I just... I was just so blown away by you know, like his style and, and the way he like commentated on his set and then commentated on his commentating of his set. And um, it was actually hard after watching him a few nights in America not to copy him, like enjoy it and positive energy and all that good stuff. Um, it, was, it was hard not to bite his, um, his style. So... Um, yeah, so his episode, which is a very unique episode of 
I love Green Guide letters in that it's it is just two people and it's just more of a chat than um, the normal episodes with three or more people and um, yeah. So and and for those wondering, I will um, I'll get through this. Uh, I got two episodes that uh, I found that hadn't been an episode for a little bit and uh, so I'm halfway through getting the first one ready and. Um, I might finish that up tonight to um, cheer us up a little bit, you know. Um, it's it's tough when uh, you lose one of your inspirations and in such a way where, you know, they were the best. And yeah, to go like that is it's just real sad. So... Um, I guess if you're feeling down, talk to someone, talk to anyone. And um, if you see someone feeling down, give them an actual or a virtual hug. And uh, yeah, let, let people know how you feel when you can. So let's go to episode 50 of I Love Green Guy Letters, if you want, and um, enjoy it. Hey, you guys. Welcome back to I Love Green Guide Letters, the podcast where we talk about the letters to the Age Newspaper's Green Guide television and radio lift out. I am Steel Saunders, and I do love Green Guide Letters. Now, you guys, this is a very exciting episode. Episode 50 a landmark. We're in LA this week. We are short a sound system, so we're doing it off the dictaphone. Who knows how this sounds, but I'm pretty sure it sounds pretty good. We're short one guest. There was an issue. They couldn't make it, and we wish them well in their endeavours. Our one letter lover today is one of my favourite comedians. He's the star of the excellent HBO web series Enjoy It. Welcome Brody Stevens. Yes, it's a pleasure to be here, Steele. I'm honored to be in your hotel room. <laughs> it's nice. I've never been in this hotel before. I drive by it every day and to be able to go into it and check it out, I'm impressed. <laughs> I'm still a little bit jet lagged and I was just watching Inception, which is a whole new experience. Yeah. Watching that with jet lag. Well, I'll throw you off. I didn't see that. It's a great film. Yeah, I've heard great things. You can always rent it. I can always get it on Blu-ray. You always just, it's on television now. Just, oh, it is? Just going. Oh, wow. Yeah. It was either that or watch Fight Club in Spanish. I would stick with Inception. Okay. And it was even weirder, more Inception-like. I'm on Facebook and everyone in Australia is having their Monday. Oh, yeah. It's a day ahead. Time displaced. You're in a Monday mode. Though it's Sunday here. And I've almost got a haircut of Leonardo in his more shaggy days. Yeah, you got a good hair. You got good, strong hair. <laughs> I would take your hair over my hair, which I don't have much of anymore. And you're no stranger to movies? I've been in a few. Uh, Hangover, I had a speaking role in there. I was in Hangover 2, had a couple speaking parts. I was in the movie Due Date, where I had an opening scene with Robert Downey Jr. It's cut out of funny people, supposed to be in that. But I got cut out. Very upsetting. I was in Sarah Silverman's Jesus is Magic. That's one of her little independent films. Yeah. But essentially the big three are Hangover 1, Hangover 2, and Due Date. You, uh, I saw you last night. Yeah. And you did about 45 minutes of 
just improv crowd work? Is that a normal night for Brody Stevens? Um, in that room, Saturday nights, I get that spot a couple times a month. Like, I'll, I'll do, uh, we call it the Sam Kinison spot, because that's what he used to have. Mm-hmm. They just let you go on and do as much as you want. I've done, you know, an hour and 15 minutes. Sometimes they'll do an hour. Sometimes they'll do 45. Sometimes they'll do 50. It all depends. But a lot of times I'll work on my jokes. But just last night, for whatever reason, I wasn't into doing my jokes. So I said... I'll do crowd work and I when I you know I'll do regular crowd work but I kind of talk to everybody mm-hmm. and then connect them all. It's a different kind of crowd work I suppose. It's almost like an episode of Lost. Yeah, exactly. You're you're connecting people, you're going you're shifting time spheres, spheres, <laughs> spheres, time zones. Yeah, but I like doing that. It's it's a good exercise for me. And then my goal when I do that spot, because it's after they've seen two and a half hours of comedy. These guys are going up doing 15 minutes, and they've seen, you know, 10, 15 comedians at that point. And then when I come on, I get to go on much longer, which is great. But the audience is kind of beaten down and tired at that point. My goal is to keep them, you mm-hmm. know. I may only have 20 people, but I want to keep those 20 people. I mean, they could easily get up and walk out. I can get weird or not be funny or not be... Uh, you know, entertaining at all, and they, they could leave. Well, the, the only time they got up was for the standing ovation at the end. There was a small one. A sm- there's no such thing as a small standing ovation. I'll take it, though. This is I Love Green Gold Letters, the podcast, uh-huh. episode 50. What's your understanding of the podcast? This podcast? Yeah, we've had Andy Kindler on twice, and I'm pretty sure he still doesn't understand the concept of the podcast. I don't know, other than I see this sticker here. It says, I love Green Guide Letters. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it's about. I know what you're about. I've seen you. I've met you. I've communicated with you on Twitter. <laughs> but I don't know much about the podcast. Is you want to tell me about it? Okay, well, and, and as it's episode 50, there might be some new listeners. 50? We have 50 states here in America. Yes! Positive push connection. <laughs> so the Green Guide is a lift out in the newspaper in Melbourne, right? So uh-huh. every Thursday the Green Guide comes out and it covers the week of television and radio. Oh, nice. They will have letters. And the letters complaining about things that maybe could be solved by learning how to use a remote. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, give me an example. A lot of people that write in are under the impression that they have to watch everything on television. Uh-huh. And so instead of like just choosing what things they want to watch, they write in complain and say, I'm, I'm watching this and I don't like it. Change the channel. Exactly. So they complain about a show that they, they're not being forced to watch. Yeah. I get I never really thought of it that way. Hmm. People like to complain. Unless they were like already liking the show, they're bought into the show, they, they're a part of it, and then it kind of like shifted. I could see how that would upset them. And we rarely bring those ones up, because what's the point of bringing up a, a good letter? Right. We Bad don't... letters, more, more controversy, more uh, content. One of our most famous letter writers, a few of these people that write the letters in every week, we are fans of, mm-hmm. and one of them is Arthur Comer, and he's a retiree in the town of Ballarat, a country town in Melbourne, and we are in talks with Arthur Comer, listeners. We're going to be doing a live show from his retirement home. We're going to be meeting one of Australia's best letter writers. Is he known in Australia as this guy who writes letters? In, in our small little podcast community. The I Love Green Guide Letters, you know, the listeners yeah. love Arthur Comer. Oh, so they do know about him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're going to go to his retirement community. His retirement home, yeah. And he doesn't drive. you got to go see him. He's a bit old, and it's about an hour and a half out of town. So, so you'll make the trip. That's cool. 
we came into prominence on our podcast because he didn't like the way people on the television did pronounced kilometer. Kilometer. Yeah. I'm not even sure if I can pronounce it. Uh huh. I'm not even sure if I can pronounce the word pronounce. Pronounce. Kilometer. Pro- pronounce the kilometer. Pronounce. That's great. Kilometer. Yes. I'm not going to write a letter and complain. Positive energy right there. Positive energy. No, I'm not going to write a letter. So we're going to go to his retirement home. Nice. And record a live show with him. But he's writing that the retirement home isn't sure they want to have the live podcast there. Really? So now he's writing complaint letters to the retirement home and he's CCing me in on these letters and they're amazing. So they're having pushback on having having you guys do your show there. Yeah. Just an audio show? A yeah. podcast? What, does he have a roommate or something? No, he's got a wife. And then he's saying that if we can't do it there, we can do it at his pastor's house. He's a very uh, religious man. Oh, okay. So that would be even weirder to have it at Arthur Comer's priest's house. house. But you know what? you got to get it done. He wants to do it. You want to do it. It's going to happen. And he's always, he wants to do it as soon as possible because he keeps reminding me that it, he's going to die soon. He says that? Yeah. How old is this guy? I'm not sure. Like... 75? That's not that old. He's a pessimist, which I can sort of relate to. If he was 85, I'd say, well, you better get over there. You better cut this trip short and get <laughs> home. But if he's 75, uh, you know, that could just be in his head. He's sort of using these complaint letters for good now rather than evil. Because at the start, we were not fans of him. Oh, you weren't? No. There was the kilometer thing, and he'd always relate it back to how the children need to, like, think of the children. That's his catch cry at the end of every, every letter. Think of the children? Yeah, because he's worried about future generations not saying kilometer correctly. You said it correctly three times. I'm trying really hard, though. Kilometer. Kilometer. Yeah, it's easy. Kilometer. The listeners enjoy that I mispronounce words all the time. Oh, they do? Yeah. Does that happen? Oh, yes. But that is that an Australian thing, or is that a universal thing? No, that's just a me thing. That it's I just don't... a you thing. Yeah. Steel Saunders. Yeah. Hmm. I think since doing this podcast, 50 episodes, I found out I've got some sort of speech impediment. You know what? These podcasts will uh, un- reveal a lot of lot of personal issues, good and bad. <laughs> Let's talk about your show. Yeah, sure. Enjoy it. Enjoy it. Yes, HBO digital platform subscription iPad. Nobody can see it. <laughs> well, we've, we've never had a letter about it in the Green Guide because it has not been available in Australia. No, it's not. Luckily, on YouTube, I'm not sure if it's still up. Is it still up? I think it's up. I didn't put it up. Somebody went rogue and put it up there. So it is up on YouTube if you can find it. I don't really like to promote it necessarily. Some cable TV Robin Hood has paid for his HBO. Yeah. And now he's giving to the poor some entertainment courtesy of Brody Stevens. I'm, and I'm okay with that. Guys, I'll put the the episodes up on the, on the, on the webpage. It is one of the like most original... And it's hilarious, but it's one of the most original shows that has, has been on television. I feel pretty good about that. I mean, do, when I was doing the show, I didn't know. Yeah. And when we were editing the show, I didn't know. And then when it came out, when it was released, then I knew mm-hmm. kind of thing. It wasn't like, this is my work of art. This is my masterpiece. This is funny. This is great. People are going to love it. I'm going to be a star. None of that. I was more like, no, I don't know. I I look weird. This isn't that. I I, I mean, I watched the episodes. You know, I'd watch bits and pieces and all that. And there were times where I go, okay, that's good TV. Uh, That's interesting. Uh, I don't know. But the editors 
and everybody else involved with it directly and indirectly said great things about it. Everybody was on board. I'm not going to say except me, but I just didn't know how it was going to be, you know, how it was going to be accepted. Mm -hmm. And looking back on it, now that's been out for six months or whatever, it's been like a real source of pride for me. More so that what everybody did in it, the editors, the directors, the producers, everybody who put the work in. Obviously, I was the, the quote-unquote star of it, and I had to do the stand-up portions, and I kind of wrote the structure of the, the story. But in I, the show, you have, it's a very, you have a very life-changing experience, it appears. Yeah, I did. I went to a hospital. I got off my meds, my medication, and I kind of had an uh, episode where I became combative and <laughs> had a manic episode, and that put me in the hospital. Yeah, because I was like watching, because you were tweeting like crazy. Right. And I was like in Australia watching the tweets. Oh, yeah. What's up with Brody? Yeah. So it was crazy to see that like on the TV show. Yeah. Well, I felt that I had already done it in public. It was public enough to where... People knew that I had some kind of meltdown or breakdown. Mm -hmm. So I was okay with that. That The fact that it already happened on Twitter and it already happened in the comedy world. So for me to talk about it on this HBO show, you know, they never forced it on me. Yeah. But I always thought, you know, I guess it would be kind of a comeback story. When I was in the hospital, I thought like, why don't we I mean, make this a part of the show? You know, somehow I, I, I end up in this hospital, I get out, and then I kind of have to build my life back up, reconcile with... Chelsea Handler, where I worked on the show, reconcile with my sister, reconcile with myself, also take an acting class, take an improv class. And it was all about like me getting back on TV, me living my life, and then having it end with me doing a, a set on Conan O'Brien, like a TV set. So I've gone from like being in the hospital to five months later, I'm doing stand up on national TV. So it's kind of like a whole healing process. Yeah. I My girlfriend, Jackie, was unaware of your comedy uh-huh and i you know when the show came out i said watch this show within 10 minutes you'll love this guy and did she oh yeah oh good the second episode is a powerful episode oh, it's of a tough one it's amazing yeah like it's very honest and we had to watch put on episode three we have to find out what happens to Does he make that yeah i think that i mean at the very least it's a good calling card for me if you don't know me you haven't heard of me if mm-hmm. you see that you get a good idea of who i am which is nice. It's like, I'll, I'll always have that. At the end of the day, I'll always have this six, 15-minute series that explains who I am or who I was at that point. That feels good. The podcast is mm-hmm. a lot about people complaining about television. And quite often we have people that get, are complained about in Australian TV come on the podcast. Uh-huh. And we they react to right. the did you have any? Did you read any negative feedback about the show? I mean, to be honest, I haven't got one negative tweet or one negative email or one negative anything out of it. It's all been positive. I didn't expect that. In 2012. It's kind of unheard of. Yeah. Um, I'm sure there's some negative stuff somewhere, but nobody's gone out of their way to what, tweet What about, me. it's only 15 minutes. That I would, get that. That, that, that like, would be my green guide letter. People want more. Hey, HBO, why only 15 minutes of Brody? Yeah, exactly. I would like more Brody. Write that letter. Get the old guy. Write the letter. <laughs> Get him involved. I mean, when you do the 15 minutes, it's I'm okay with it. I mean, if you ask me, I was okay with it being on the internet. I was like, all right, if that's the way it's going to be, It's gonna. that's fine. It's like less pressure. Mm-hmm. But now, as I've become... No, now, like, now, you, now you know it's good. You want everyone to see it. 
Yeah, it's safe when it's on the internet. Ah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Put it on the internet. It's just a little thing. And then if it's good. But now it's awesome. It's now, just like, hey, okay, let's get on the channel. It's like, how come this is not a motion picture? Well, yeah, exactly. And that's something that I thought of because it's 90 minutes. Mm -hmm. And that is like a movie. And I feel like that's something I can take around to f film festivals or take around to colleges or take on tour showing. Where's the uh, digital video disc or Blu-ray? <laughs> Uh, there, I have a DVD, there, it, but there isn't one that's officially packaged out to be for the public. Hopefully, hopefully that can happen. But as of right now, it's only just HBO Go and a little bit on YouTube. That's so weird. Don't yeah. You, how come HBO doesn't want to monetize? You know, it's a weird. It's such a you know such a big company, and they got a lot of different things going on, and maybe they feel as though this this little thing that. You know, didn't cost that much money for them to do is just a little thing. If I do a season two, it may not be at HBO. HBO may go, you know, you're happy with season one and go do season two somewhere else. Oprah Network. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's got a lot of money. <laughs> I wouldn't mind doing something there. But, you know, I, again, a good experience. I sleep well at night knowing that I have this piece of art that's going to be around for a while. And the good thing about it, I feel like, over time, it will just get better. It's an amazing shot. Well, thank you again. And I encourage all everyone in their earbuds now to uh, hit the website, and I'll have them all up, and people can watch. No negative reviews. No negative green guide letters. Possibly. I haven't gotten any. I mean, you'd have to seek me out and go, you know, my Twitter and if, send if, something. If you were going to write a negative, if you were going to have a complaint about it, what would it be? Maybe too short. Maybe... I would say, I mean, I'd always say not funny enough. You know, you always want it to be funnier, more gags. So probably longer and a little funnier, but, you know, it, was, it wasn't necessarily meant to be a funny show. It was meant to be like an interesting show. Yeah. So, so you've got humor, you've got drama, you've got family, you've got reality, you've got zaniness, you've got goofiness, you've got serious talks. So it kind of covers the whole gamut. You know, we and we jammed it in every you know fifteen minute episode. Could it be a half hour on this next go around? Possibly, but I'm still okay with the fifteen minute format. You know, it's a short attention span that people have. Keep them hungry. Keep them hungry. Keep them wanting more. In your shows, in your stand up shows, you're pretty famous for listing the amount of audience warm ups you've done. Two thousand television audience warm ups and counting. I still do them. Yeah, I mean, I'm not. But are you still counting? I've. I, I've kept it at 2,000 for a while. Uh -huh. I'll, maybe next year I'll go to 2,200, I'll say. Because <laughs> I'm not doing them every day like I was in the past. And you'll be able to go, I've got new material. i got new material. Change got, the number. 2,200. I've done 2,200. I should point out, this is what I didn't put at the top of the, top of the episode, is this week's was a, there was only a few letters. Right. Normally there's a lot more, so we can pick from the best ones. It was mm -hmm. a special episode where they did, or a special issue, where they did a recap of the year. Yeah. And thankfully for us, in the list of things we are thankful for, the Green Guide writers wrote, made a list of things they're thankful for. Yeah. Programs made it. Uh-huh. Talents made it. Yeah. And the I Love Green Guide Letters podcast made it. Nice. That's yeah. got to feel good. It's great. That's very good. Congratulations, Steve. Yeah. Cut it out. Print it up. It's exactly what I'm going to do. Yeah, you got to do those things. Yeah. Do you keep, like, mementos and stuff? I try to, but not. I don't go overboard with it. You know, little mementos I'll keep from certain little things. I think you have to cling to the positives. 
Yes, because it's such a negative world. And that's kind of how my, I mean, I'm not necessarily positive towards myself. I put out positive energy, but I put it out. I'm not putting it into me. I'm putting it out. A lot of times, you know, I wish I could put that positive energy back in towards me. But it comes back to you. If you put it out, it comes back to you through other people and other things. When I when I look at when I look at stuff, I just like to look at the uh, the positive about things. Mm-hmm. Whereas other people might just look at the negative. I, if somebody's twenty percent a nice guy, but eighty percent a jerk. Most people say this guy's a jerk, but all, but I see the twenty percent niceness. I try. I'm a very negative person, but I enjoy your positive energy mantra. Yeah, I try to be, it, and it, it doesn't always. You know, I'm not saying it's applicable everywhere, but it's a good. It's a good philosophy. And I think also because it's so different, it's funny. Like, what comedian is Mr. Positive Energy? <laughs> there, there aren't many. No, what comedian that's funny is Mr. Positive Energy? Okay, there Energy. you go. Yeah. Let's, uh, how about we love some letters? Okay. So what I'll do is I'll read out a letter. Okay. And then we'll discuss its merits. Okay. So this one's titled, Reality Cooking, Please. Uh-huh. Jamie Oliver is great. I love his recipes and entertaining cooking style. And he's an Essex boy like myself. But 15-minute meals are doubtful. Do Jamie and his film crew cheat? It is blatantly obvious these meals are almost impossible to make in 15 minutes. I challenge Jamie to cook the same meals live in real time. And that's from Nigel Bursford, Dingley Village. Nigel. Are you familiar with Jamie Oliver? Is he famous? Yeah, he, uh, it's raw food, right? I think it's raw at the start. Yeah. No, I've heard of Jamie Oliver. Yeah, so he's like a celebrity chef yeah. from England. But he's in America too. Nigel is putting forth a, a JFK-style conspiracy theory that these 15-minute meals take longer. 15 minutes plus. 15 minutes plus. Yeah, he's cool. like he's like a 15-minute meal truther. Is that the book? It's 15-minute meals? I think he's got a show. It's called 15-minute meals? Yeah. It's like my show, only 15 minutes. Yeah, well, you could cook a meal while watching your show. So, apparently not. From opening credits to closing credits. Apparently not. With, with this guy, you're saying it, it's impossible. Yeah. So this guy's, Nigel, is very angry. What really takes 15 minutes, though, ever? Like, you know when someone says I'm 15 minutes away? They're half an hour away. Really? Yeah. Even with me. Stephen Brody Stevens. Honest guy. <laughs> I mean, I'm running late, too. I, I would text you I'm running late. But I know what you're saying. Do people text in Australia? Yes. Oh, okay. I didn't know. <laughs> if I'm running late, I text. I think that Nigel's letter is correct. But oh, it is? I think it is. But I'll also preface that with a who cares. Yeah, who cares about that? Yeah. Let Jamie do his thing. Jamie Oliver's under a lot of pressure. Books to sell. 15 minutes, 18 minutes. Let's not hold this guy's feet over the coals. That's what they say. Especially when those coals could be used to cook a delicious meal. There you go. In, in apparently 15 minutes. In a 15 minutes. Even two-minute noodles don't take two minutes. What about in the microwave? Do they have microwaves in Australia? We do. Okay. I don't have one. You don't? I don't like the technology. Some people don't use microwaves. Mm. They don't. They feel like it's bad for the food, or it's. I, I I'm not a fan of it, and I also lost my microwave in a girlfriend divorce. Oh, you did? Probably gone 15 years out of microwave, because I left it at my ex girlfriend's house, and she says, "Your microwave is here. Keep it. You can keep it, and you can get them cheap. I'm looking at a microwave right now. 
over your shoulder. What is, how does that make you feel when you see that microwave? You don't have a reaction to it? It's fine. You can appreciate this one. Okay. Twitter, not always true. I agree. You're a big fan of the Twitter? I do Twitter. It's fun. It's a good way to reach out to people. If you're a lonely guy like myself, you can get on Twitter and talk to people. It's a good support system. Twitter, not always true. I was shocked to hear Dennis Walter announce on 3AW that Bert Newton had just been rushed to hospital by an ambulance. Untrue. Bert had been in hospital for two days and wasn't rushed there, but admitted by his doctor following a routine checkup. When will the presenters learn to verify tweets before reading them as facts? And that is from Brendan Roberts, Belmont. Mm. I thought you're, I, you can't verify tweets. You can verify an account. Yeah, a little tick. A little check mark. It'd be too much work for the Twitter people to then tick each tweet to go, yes, this is factually yeah. correct. My tweets are verified. <laughs> I should tweet that. Yeah. My tweets are verified. Okay, let's do this one. It's a respect thing. Watching today... Today's a program, by the way. Okay. We have one of those here. Oh, yeah. We've, today's show. We've stolen your idea. Okay. Okay. We've got McDonald's as well. You do? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Watching today on November 21st, Richard Wilkins interviewed Susan Boyle. On conclusion, he turned to his colleagues and said, Same old quirky thing. I was upset. He referred to Susan as a thing. Please show a little bit more respect, people. Richard... And that's from Marie Galway, Heighton. Do you know who Susan Boyle is? Yeah. She's that singer from uh, England. She was uh, on the Got Talent, America's Voice. or England's Got Voice? Yeah. England's English Got American Talent? Idol or something. English Idol. But she won. Yeah. She was great. And everyone was freaked out because she's not like super hot. She's not super hot, but she has a great voice. But I think she's like mentally not all there either. She might be a little slow. Really? Yeah. And, uh, like a learning disability. Oh. I could be wrong, but that's something to research. I don't, wouldn't, don't verify that. Don't verify that. Is, that. That is an unverified bit of the podcast, you guys. No blue tick. And Richard Wilkins is like a bit of a showbiz. He's not a very well-liked person. Oh, he's Australia. not? Like he's sort of like... A, he may have had several... This is unverified. Several adjustments to his face. Oh, plastic surgery. Yeah, huh? People have that done. He once reported Jeff Goldblum was dead. Oh, he's the one who did that? You heard about that? Well, I've heard that, that rumor Jeff Goldblum was dead. He yeah. started it or he like just confirmed it? I think he he uh, he popularized it. Oh, really? He broadcasted on national television. Can't do that. Not verified. No blue tick. <laughs> no, I remember hearing that about Jeff Goldblum rumors of being dead. That, that rocked Hollywood. A uh, slight aftershock. What about this one? Lost interest and left. The Age. The Age, of course, is this newspaper. I'll point that out. The Age reports audiences down on X Factor finals. Of course it was down. The best singers were voted out and we lost interest. And that's from frequent letter writer Juliet Alexander from our normal recording city of South Yarra. Now, do you have X Factor here? Yes. Okay. I think so. I think, like, because we've had a lot of letters. We don't normally use the X Factor letters because uh -huh. they're normally just complaining about who didn't get through. Right. I think that the best thing is not getting through is perfect because it's a, 
that's a lot of what show business is about. The best singers not getting through? Sometimes the best people... Don't make it. Yeah, or aren't the most popular. Oh, that's for sure. Like in music and stuff, like the best bands are the original ones. And normally the most popular are the ones that are derivatives of those bands. Exactly. Yeah, the best bands don't have the biggest following. I hope comedy is kind of the same way. You know? Oh, I think it is. It definitely is. There's a, there's exceptions. Yeah. But then there's... Well, you've got Two and a Half Men. Right. Hugely popular show. Yes. And then Brody Stevens enjoy it. Yes. HBO Go. I've you got, got to, it. I've got to break the law. I've got to violate international copyright laws to watch it. So if I was on Two and a Half Men, would you have watched that? I'd definitely watch that. There you go. Which half would you be? I'd be one of the men. The half is the kid, right? The half doesn't even want you to watch it anymore. They don't? Oh, yeah. He got upset. Yeah. He said, don't watch the show. My mom likes it. She liked the old ones, not the not with Ashton Kutcher. I think it's hilarious that people that are on the show don't want you to watch the show. That's funny. Well, he became a Christian, and he said it was filth and all that. That's why I didn't want you guys to do it. How Arthur Comer of him. Yeah. It goes against his belief system. But he's only like a 16-year-old kid. What does he know? He looks massive. He looks old now. He might be 18. Okay. Now, this is an issue that we're in week nine of. Week nine? Yeah. This is like, this is, we've called this Staplegate. Staplegate. Yeah, so the issue is that the green guide used to be bound with staples. Ooh. You, you're not a fan of staples? Uh, I think there's better, better options to keep things together. Okay, hold that thought. Now, in, you know, obviously newspapers are in financial trouble. Yes. None more so than our beloved age and the green guide. So to cut costs, they got rid of the staples subtly. Yeah. And then the other thing they did, normally the paper was green. Uh-huh. And it was an insert that was green in the paper, hence the green guide. Right. And it was green paper. Mm-hmm. But now to cut costs, it's white paper, printed green, but not to the edge. So there's a white border. Oh, it's pretty. No, it's upsetting. Oh, it's upsetting. Yeah. Sorry about that. <laughs> Looking at the positive. <laughs> What would be your way to bind? We've had one reader, they sent in a photo, Michelle sent in a photo, she had stitched the green guide up on her sewing machine. So oh, I like that. That's good, isn't it? Yes. What would your solution be? You're not a fan of staples, why don't you like staples? Well, I just think staples with the magazine is not, either, isn't there a better... Have you had a bad experience with staples? I just feel that with the ma- it just lowers the quality of the magazine. Can't they get like a kind of uh, a binder or something? I just feel like staples are they're gonna they're gonna come undone. They're gonna. I mean, how many do you put in three? Three staples? Yeah, two to three. I'm not anti-staple. These are great Aussie staples. They're pretty firm. Okay. Yeah, we're pretty like get them in there. All right, I, I I've gone back. I like staples, and I'm upset that they took the staples out. It okay. bothers me. And the green border. How dare they? (laughs) Okay, so this is someone that is sick of the complaining, Mm -hmm. but they've got their own complaints. Okay. Which is... Pot calling the kettle black. Well... It's an American term. Pardon the pun, but as as a staple of the green god. Pun accepted. My complaint's better than your complaint. Okay. Quit your bleating. 
you know what that term is? Bleeding? Yeah, bleating. Uh-uh. Complaining? Yeah, I think. Your bleating heart, I've heard Bleeding that. heart. Yeah, I always thought it was bleeding, but they've put in a, a T. That could be an Australian thing. You think Even I'd, I know that. You'd think I'd know that being Australian. Right. You th- I would think you would. My story's not checking out, is it? You might be New Zealand. Ooh. New Zealander. Is that what they're called? New Zealander? Yeah. Kiwi. Kiwi. Yeah. You GGs are a mob of moaners. Spare a thought for this ex-weekend Australian reader who sat down one Saturday to mark off her week's TV viewing, only to find the Monday to Friday programs had disappeared. I now rely on the GG staples or no staples. And that's from Beryllin Morrison to Wong. Staples or no, no staples. What she used to use for her TV viewing, Monday to Friday are gone. They're gone. Well, the, the listing's still there, but they're only listing Saturday and Sunday. Right. Oh, so Monday through Friday. That's business time. No, yeah. No time to watch television. No. Well, DVR it, though. But she doesn't, know, she doesn't know when to watch it because the listings aren't there. Oh, she's got a legitimate complaint. But she doesn't need to knock down the others, I don't think. She took shots at other people? Stop complaining about the staples. You know, my old paper doesn't even have the listing anymore. Oh, I get you. You know, it's like the when your parents go, when you haven't eaten your dinner and they start naming off countries where... Ethiopia, Cambodia. Ethiopia is a classic one. There you go. Cambodia. I don't, think, I don't know. I don't, think, I don't think my parents were that worldly. No. Back in the early 80s to, to reel off Cambodia. Ethiopia, a huge one. That, that's, that's universal. Well When known. you want to go to starvation, you mention Ethiopia. They've... They've mastered the form. They're, they've mastered the form of uh, of under eating. But we can help. We can help with for with fifty cents a day. You can help. Positive energy. Positive energy. Yes, feeding the kids of Ethiopia. <laughs> <laughs> so where do you come down on the staple thing? The, and consider this is the ninth week. The editor of the Green Guide has told me that they were getting up to and including 30 letters about this a day. About that they took out the staples. Yeah. I say put the staples back in. Is it possible? I don't think it is. It's a cost. No. I think I think like we have to decide, do you want to travel to LA first class or not at all? First class. But I could just go economy and still get there. I can't afford to get there first class. And that's what the staple gate's all about. Do we want to keep our green guide lift out? Hmm. Without the staples. If we put them back in, maybe they will go out of business. Right. I mean, what about the... I mean, they're getting 30 letters that don't like it, but maybe they're getting 70 people who do like it. Well, we have had letters where people have said, don't put the staples back in. It makes recycling hard. There you go. Giving back. Staying green. Green guide. Green guide. No staples. That's very Luke McGregor of you. This something got us thought of that we've never brought up before. When the staples were in there, we never got letters saying, thanks for the staples. I'm enjoying the staples. Right. They were just kind of like uh, taking it for granted. Complacent. But you take the staples away and you, you, you take away these what they're hiding behind of. You take away the staple, you reveal a true character. Really? It seems like that. They took the staples away. It's ruffled feathers. The letters are coming in, 30 letters. So you're seeing people's true colors. That's my opinion. That's deep. It's deep. It's a deep thought. Staples are a metaphor for uh, hiding behind your emotions. 
So you're saying the staples holding the pages together are like somehow falsely holding together our lives. I like that. That you took it to another level. Yes. Deep, deeper. Deeper. Than the ocean. The Indian Ocean off Perth. <laughs> I know my oceans. <laughs> well, Brody, thank you for joining me. This has been a slightly different episode. This has been more of a chat. Yeah, I like the chat. Yeah. So I like the chat form. So I feel, you know, you're one of my favorite comics. You're one of my favorite shows that you've produced. Thank you, Steele. So maybe this one's for me, an indulgent episode of I Love Green God Letters. Yes, you're allowed to. You're allowed to, you know, it's your show. You're allowed to do one for yourself. That's okay. You're allowed to say, you know what, this one's for me, people. I traveled all the way to Los Angeles, California. I'm going to do what I want to do with my friend, Stephen Brody Stevens. Yes, positive push. We can verify that. Put a tick on it. But if our listeners are, are craving more podcasts, Stephen Brody Stevens, you can help them out. I have a podcast, Stephen Brody Stevens Festival of Friendship. I do that once or twice a week on the Feral Audio Network. I also do a show called Brode and Esther on the Death Squad Network. We do that once a week or once every two weeks. So you type in Brody, you type in podcasts, a bunch of stuff will pop up. And if you want to tweet me at... Brody is me friend. Brody is me friend on Twitter. All the links for all that will be on the web page for this very episode. And we'll have, if they're still up, we'll have some of the, uh, the Brody show. Enjoy it. Enjoy it. Yes. You're going to have to send me the links to the website. I want to see it. Okay. Check it out. I want to check it out. And when do you come to Australia? I don't know. I don't have an outstanding offer right now, but I would. I'd like to go. But I, would I get laughs in Melbourne or Sydney? Of course you would. I don't know. You would. Okay, good, good. I feel good about that. I feel good hearing a guy, an Australian, tell me I would get laughs in Australia. We'll start a campaign. Comedy Festival 2014. Stephen Brody Stevens. Get him down there. Yeah. Why not 2013? Too late. Already booked. It is? Yeah. The Melbourne Comedy Festival is already booked? Yeah. Who uh, is coming down there from America? Uh, Our former letter lover and good buddy Andy Kindler is coming back down. Nice. And that's the only person I know. I've, I've, I've got a feeling that Eddie Pepitone's coming as well. Nice. I think he is, yeah. yeah. I'd like to. I would like out. to travel to Australia. Thank you for taking time to hang out with me in the, in the oh, hotel, hotel room. Hotel room. It's hotel. nice. You, the beds look great. I like the beds. I like the couch. The, the, the chair. I like your, uh, your luggage. <laughs> it's a good room. It's been awesome fun. Thank you very much, Steele. Enjoy it. Yes. See you next week. So do you have to bring like universal outlets and all that stuff? Yeah. But it works. I wouldn't call him a legend. I'd call him a guy who like hangs out there on the weekends. I mean, I've been hanging out at the comedy store now for about 12 years, and uh, I've seen, you know, nudity, fighting. I've seen great comedians like Chris Rock. Any nude fighting? Um, I've seen nudity, but not nude fighting, necessarily. People, you know, keep... We don't have a cabaret license for nude fighting, but uh, (laughs) nudity and fighting you can do, but if you combine them, you're breaking some kind of law. You can make more money 
doing a sitcom, but you got to be right down the... What in the world? As we only had one guest, I, I put a, a call out for questions that we might have. Oh, really? Yeah, this is a weird one. Okay. Uh, this is from Alan Tompkins, who wants to know why both of spot SpongeBob's parents are round like sea sponges while he is square like a kitchen sponge. Um, well, two circles equal a square? I don't know. I'm not a geometry guy. It just, that sounds like he's a bit of a sponge racist. This guy? Yeah. Maybe he's adopted. SpongeBob is adopted? Yeah, like a different strokes type situation. I like it. I yeah. like it. So you're saying the circular is the white and the square is the black. Yeah. I could see that. That's a good twist on it. Yeah, and he lived in a bad part of the ocean. Right. And now he's... In a good part of the ocean. He's moving the, on up. He's in the Great Barrier Reef. Yeah, look out for the sharks. <laughs> if her name was Kilometer, you'd be screwed. I would be. Just lucked out. I put out the energy. <laughs> But I, I, I'm not like Mr. Hollywood. I wasn't accusing you of being Mr. Hollywood. Oh, I was just trying. Well, I wanted to please you. I wanted to like, come up with something that was good. <laughs> <laughs>